Aloha, people of God. It's your brother Mike Dillard coming at you live and direct from Honolulu, Hawaii. Welcome to Fully Submitted. And again, I am your host, brother Michael Dillard. Hey, good morning to you. Good afternoon. Good evening. Yo, wherever this message finds you, good morning to good day to you. Good day to you, right? You can't be wrong. Hey, we're all global people now. You know how that occurred to me this morning. We're all global people. Everyone is trying to be global. Why? Because there's essentially a need. There's a big push to compete globally now, right? Things are not like they used to be. So, you know, you don't advertise for a job the way you used to advertise for a job. You know what I'm saying? You don't, you don't prep yourself and try and market yourself and all of these different things the way that we used to do back in the day. This is now a global economy, right? And so everyone has changed accordingly. So, you know, I've mentioned before in the past, I do stuff all over the world, right? So my mind, I'm still getting used to all of these different time zones. Oh, it's South Africa. Oh, it's London. Oh, it's Dubai. Oh, it's Ireland. Oh, it's, you know, it's it's all over the place. It's all over the place, right? But this is uh, this is the new world that we live in now. So, and because of that, you know, I think a great greeting, a globally accepted greeting, is great day. Hey, good day to you, because it's the day, whether it's nighttime or it's daytime. It really is the day. I mean, I'm just kind of, you know, waxing uh, philosophical here for a moment. But anyway, so. You know what I wanted to do is come on right quick and just talk about something, all right? We're going to talk about time travel. Christian time travel. That's that's the the title of this right quick. As I drive, I'm driving right now to the dry cleaners. Uh I'm getting some new pictures taken tomorrow. Uh one of my sister's future came Love, he says. She kept reminding me after I dropped like 50 pounds, Mike, you gotta get new pictures. Get new pictures, get new pictures, right? And I'm like, okay. But I know if she hadn't kept reminding me about it, I wouldn't have done it. So, you know, thank you, future. I appreciate you, sis. And thank God. Just take a moment right quick. Father, thank you so much for the people that you place in our lives that help us to be better that help us to do better, that help us to strive and, you know, push past our own expectations and push past our own boundaries and fears, Father. What would we do without these people? No man, no woman is an island, the saying goes. So I'm grateful. And so I just come to you with a grateful heart on that matter. Okay. We love you in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Okay. So here we go. Let's talk about Christian time travel. Y'all are like, man, what is he talking about? You know, the Bible says to everything, there is a season. To everything, there is a season. Now, think about this. I want you to think about this, all right? Should I say it one more time? (laughs) I want you to think about this, right? To everything, there is a season. Now, Now, the Lord is talking about your life, in your life. Think about your life. The totality or the entirety of your life, the span, the width of your life. Boom, you are conceived. You you grew, right? You were conceived. You you grew in the womb. You were born. You grew and developed into a into a, a small infant. 
you know, you were a baby, then an infant. You know, I don't exactly remember the, all the stages of childhood, but then you was a kid and then a teenager and, and then a young adult and then an adult and then a mature adult and then a seasoned adult and then a senior adult. And then on one glorious day, it's time for us to exit this world into eternity and put on the incorruptible we're going to trade the we're going to put off the corruptible amen for the incorruptible it's a glorious day if you're a christian it's a glorious day right now do this do a quick exercise with me take your hands and you stick them out in front of you they're straight out in front of you right now spread them out just spread them out so you got them spread out in front of you now and look your left hand is where your life began. It's where you were conceived. Your where your wherever your right hand is, just imagine, that is the day that you exit this world into eternity to be with the Lord Jesus. Amen. All of that space in between it, that's your life, as we say. Used to be an old TV show in America called This Is Your Life, right? Where they bring somebody up and you know they I think they would blindfold them and then they had different people that knew them throughout their life, you know, and they'd come up and talk about them, you know, share different stories or anecdotes or, you know, funny little things or whatnot. And then, you know, they got to, they got to try and figure out who these people are and whatever, whatever. I mean, it was a cool show. It was, it was a long, long, long time ago. I think TV was only in black and white when that show came out. But my point is this, that's your life, right? Think about your life. Now, I want you to step back. You have to remember something about the Lord, right? The scripture says that a day, one day to the Lord is as a, is as a thousand days, right? The Lord is the master of space and time. He's the master of space and time. He created time itself. Now, from our understanding, we always say there's a time stream and like time is like a river, but no one really knows. We just, we know that for us, as us as humans, time is a linear function. In other words, it's it's ahead of us, right? We 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 don't naturally see it from different aspects. We're just walking into the future, right? One moment at a time. We are moving forward into the future. Even if it looks like nothing is changing, it's not. You have to remember that's not true. Everything is always changing. Everything is always changing, right? Because time is moving forward. So even if you've been doing the same thing every day for the last 30 years, I saw a picture of a guy online. Uh, he's a, a school teacher. And uh, his wife, he took a picture for the, for the school yearbook, okay? And then the next year he took a picture. And then after the yearbook came out, he saw the picture and realized to his shock oh my goodness I wore the exact same thing I would literally wore the exact same outfit like the jacket the little brown sweater with the, the with the yellow and the green or whatever stripes on it and the shirt he wore the exact same thing so his wife started laughing at him and said hey you know what will be funny I challenge you every year go ahead and take the same picture wear the same clothes every year so he was like all right let's do it 30 years later this guy he kept doing it. It was a tradition. He made it a tradition, right? So you got 30 years worth of pictures, high school pictures of this teacher 
that always wore the exact same clothing. It's not like he went out and bought some new clothes that kind of look the same. Nah, it's the same outfit from like 19, you know, like 1972 or whatever, right? But you can clearly see his clothes, he kept putting on the same clothes, right? Didn't matter. Time marched forward. So you see this young man, this young teacher in his early 20s and it's in his picture and then at the very end you see this very seasoned uh much older and, and a little bit heavier uh and wiser teacher right but still wearing the exact same clothing as if nothing changed but see time did change time moves forward it doesn't matter if you want to ignore it or act like oh i'm not getting older because i don't want to think about dying right it doesn't matter Man, it's, it's, it's moving forward regardless, okay? Time is moving forward regardless. So think about your life, right? Your life starts at a point where you're conceived and then there's a point where you exit and go to heaven. The Lord sits outside of time. To the Lord, he sees all of time, all at the same time. You understand that, right? He sees it all. He sees it all. One more time, he sees it all. We are linear beings and thus we don't see it all. And so many times we fail to think how the Lord thinks about a thing. So when the Lord says that you have something and it's yours, oh, but you don't see it yet. See, we have a hard time with that. We have a hard time grasping that. Why? Because we resist thinking like the Lord thinks with regards to time. And it's always a choice. It's a choice. It's a choice, right? You have to discipline yourself to think like this, right? You have to discipline yourself to think like this, to think like the Lord, at least with, the, with regards to this, okay? Think about this. God told David he was king. He was anointed. I anoint you king over Israel. Right? But we know David was on the run for many years after that, right? Many years. He he still, I mean, how many, I don't know exactly how many years he was on the run, but it was, as we say in America, it was for a minute. Okay? It was for a minute. And it, it may have seemed like, you know, was that some type of a joke? You know, the prophet anointed me with oil and now I'm on the run for all of these years. And he said, I'm king. Why am I still out here, you know, in the dirt, in, in the desert? And, you know, where's my kingdom? Where's, you know, where's the people that I'm ruling over? Where's my city? Where's my throne? Where's this? Where's that? Right. And it seemed, it might have seemed, and David was human. So, you know, maybe at some, I mean, he's a man after God's own heart, but maybe at some point because he is human and also because the devil is real, right? There's an enemy, there's spirits, there's demons and fallen angels. So at some point, I know good and well the thoughts passed, it went into David's mind. It had to. There's no way around it, right? Jesus is perfect. Hello? And, and the devil came and tempted him with thoughts. So you know he came at David. Come on now, let's just keep it real, right? But look at this. God said David was king. But in the natural, was David king? No, not yet. But remember how God, God looks at the time stream differently than we do. 
God sees it all. He knows it all. So he can clearly say, David is king. David, you are king. You are king, right? He can tell you about a particular business. He's told me about particular things in my life that I'm going to have. And it's so, it's so vast and it's so beyond. Sometimes I share a little bit with some people, only a fra the mere fraction of it. Because it's so huge, people would just be like, uh, yeah, okay. You know, you know when you tell somebody something and you know when they don't believe you. It's like, yeah, okay, buddy, good, yeah, okay, yeah. <laughs> you know, they want to make a little joke about it, this and that. And, uh, because they don't, they didn't, they don't understand it. See, when God gives you a vision or a dream, he gives it to you. You see it. Nobody else sees it. Now, this does not mean that they don't see greatness in you. People can see greatness in you and people can know that some people will know people that care to look into the matter. They can look at you and they can say, you know, that young woman, she's going to do great things. But see, they don't know. They, they they don't know what great things they can just see the greatness of God in you. Man, that young man, he is going to do some amazing things. That person's going to change the world one day. Right. They don't know the details, but they can see there's something special in you, but they don't really know. But see, if, if I was to, I've heard that all my life, but if I was to actually go around telling people all the things that the Holy Spirit has told me that me and him are going to do and all of that, if I, if I got nothing else, I'm a happy man. It's literally like, you know what, God, you have given me everything. You have given me everything. The Bible says that, you know, I've been given every spiritual blessing in, in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus. You know, he's given me everything everything brother he's given you everything sister he has given you everything oh man if only you could understand this god help him he has given it to you all see right but when you look in the natural it's like uh i don't have this i don't have that i'll give a quick example right Without going into too much detail, I'll give a quick example, all right? So, here we go. There is a particular vehicle. I'm not going to say what it is, right? There's a particular vehicle I saw. And it doesn't mean it's a car, but it is a vehicle of some sort. I'll say that much, okay? I was praying about this type of a vehicle... And then I saw this particular one online. And I'm like, wow, that is exactly what, you know, I would, that's exactly what I would want, you know? And then, you know, sometime later the thought occurred to me, that actually is yours. That is yours, right? I mean, I, I was praying about, I was praying very specific details and then I actually saw this particular vehicle and I was like, you gotta be kidding me. Wow, that is amazing. That's that's like what I'm talking about exactly. And there's only one on the entire planet. There's only one of these. Only one. I didn't know that it really existed. I just prayed it. And I kept seeing it in detail and praying about it and praying about it. And then I saw this particular vehicle. And I was like, you have got to be kidding me. That really exists. Oh, man. Well, yeah, that's it, mine would look just like that. And then, like I said, and it wasn't immediately, but it was 
sometime later, maybe like a day or two later, the thought occurred to me, that's because that is yours. That is yours. And I'm like, mm, well, I'm not trying to do the whole name it and claim it thing. I'm like, uh, nah, I'm not going to do that. And then I'm like, well, no, because that would be coveting. And this might be challenging for some of you, right? Because if you're if you're the mature Christians, then that means you've been a minute, you you've been around for a minute in the church. So you remember that foolishness, that nonsense with the name it and claim it. Hey, some of y'all might still be doing name it and claim it. If you are, please stop. Okay? That is not a godly thing at all. Right? Just can't arbitrarily walk up and be like, I claim that in the name of Jesus. It's mine. Mm, no. No, it doesn't work like that. Now, if the Lord specifically tells you. That is yours. Now, see, when he tells you that, it may not be yours in the natural. And that was my my area of conflict. I'm like, I'm pretty sure God just told me that that was mine. But I'm like, that's covetousness, though. But then the thought occurred to me, and this was immediate. The thought occurred to me. Think about your car. Is that your car? Yes, Lord, it is my car. Well, actually, I said Holy Spirit. Yes, Holy Spirit, or yes, Master. Yes, Master, that is my car. Have you always owned that car? No, Master, I have not. Did you buy that car? You know how the Lord does. He'll ask you, Adam, where are you? Who told you were naked? You know, God will ask you things. He already knows the answer, but he wants you to answer it, and I guess he wants us to start thinking, you know, start the thinking process. So, have you always owned that car? No, Master. Did you buy the car used? Yes, master. So that means at some point in time, somebody else owned that car. <gasps> now I get it. Yes. Right. Somebody else owned that car. But who owns it now? I own it now. Yes. So it's like you have to change your thinking. I'm looking at it from a linear point of view. The Lord is looking at time all at once. Boom. He can clearly see that place. That 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 place I had you walk into that that amazing uh, 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 house or mansion, whatever you want to call that. I let you go in that place. Why? Because that's actually your place. That's actually your residence. But in a linear mode of thinking, you're like. How could that be my place? Now, not everybody is like that, but the majority of people are going to be like, but how could that be mine? That's, I'm just this. I'm just that. Like, I don't, I don't have this and that, but the Lord knows everything. He's looking down the time. He don't look down. He's just looking at it. That is yours. I clearly see you living in it, you know, having fun with your family in it, doing this, doing that. That is yours. Stop telling God that he's a liar. If he told you that something is yours and you just don't have it yet, you need to shift your mindset. Come on now, right? The Bible says that as high as the heavens are above the earth, so too is God's thinking above our thinking. You have to elevate your thinking it just because ain't no way you're really going to think like God. But just in this moment, just in this little tiny area, we can think like the Lord with respect to this one thing. You futurize it. I don't even know if that's a real word, but I'm just going to say it. You futurize it. And you think. You look down the time stream. <clears throat> right? Right now, in this particular moment of time, I don't have that. But it doesn't mean a year from now, 
I won't have that. I was driving around the island yesterday. And the thought occurred to me. It's like, wow, you know what? Oh, no, no, I know what it was. I mentioned, I actually wasn't, I wasn't. I, I was mentioning something about... Oh, no, no, I was driving. It was it was late. I went shopping. That's right. Okay. So I went clothes shopping for my photo shoot on Friday. And uh, I was driving around. And then I was almost home. And I was like, you know what? Master, I am I'm ready to go home. I am ready to go home. You know? And then I wanted to clarify home because, you know, home could mean, you know, going home with Jesus, right? I'm not ready to do that just yet. <laughs> I love my Lord, but I'm not ready to go just yet, right? I got work to do, right? So I said, my home in Hawaii. And then the immediate thought that popped up was, which home in Hawaii, right? Because this is your home in Hawaii. And he flashed me forward to this one amazing, amazing, amazing place. I'm not going to go into details, but a place he allowed me to go into and then let me know that's your place. That's why I let you go in there. Because it's really yours, right? But at any rate, he said, that is your home in Hawaii. And so I know that that was something. I know that. Like, in the future, like, that's my home in Hawaii. But he was teaching me a lesson. Like, that's your home in Hawaii, Mike. And I'm like, yes, master. That You're right. That is my home in Hawaii. But then he flashed me back, right? You used to live, when you were in the Navy, a junior sailor, you lived on Pearl Harbor, right? Yep. That was your home in Hawaii too, wasn't it? Yep. And when you got married, then you lived over here. Wasn't that your home in Hawaii? Yep. How about that home? Wasn't that your home in Hawaii? Yep. The home you live in now, isn't that your home in Hawaii? Yep. So see, they're all different places, but guess what? They was all my home in Hawaii, but they're all at different points along my timeline, but they're all mine. Do you get it? Do you get it? I hope y'all get it. So when the Lord, so when the Lord tells you, I surely have given this thing to you, you gotta, you have to shift your mind and futurize it. Just because you don't have it right now, don't call God a liar and say, that's not mine. What you're saying is, God, you're lying. You are lying, Lord. That is not mine. Look at what I have right now. I live in squalor or I live in middle class or I live in this or I do that or I've only got this much money in the bank. Man, what does that mean to God Almighty? Right? Who who watched over the bloodlines and the timelines to ensure that the Savior was born at the right time in history. Who's watched over the timelines to ensure that you, brother, that you, sister, and that me, <laughs> that we have been born here now at the right precise time in history it's not an accident that you're here it's not an accident that i'm here even if you had a really hard life and some i had a really hard life but guess what some of y'all have had a really hard life most of the hardships i had was because of my own stupidity i just gotta keep it real all right but it didn't mean it wasn't hard right there was consequences man those consequences but anyway my point is this. Just because you don't have a thing in the physical, or as I always say, the third dimension, right? And the fourth dimension being the realm of the spirit. 
just because you don't see this thing in the natural realm, in the physical realm, in the, in the third dimension, it doesn't mean you don't have that thing in the realm of the spirit. The realm of the spirit is more real than the realm of reality. Well, how can you say that? That's not true. How can you say that? Because this, we all know this is a very temporary thing. The earth is not eternal. The universe is not eternal. Amen? The realm of the spirit is eternal. Where we go when we die, that is eternal. That is more real. That is created right the fourth dimension power created the third dimension right god in the realm of the spirit spoke forth and he created this universe this physical universe right the realm of the spirit the godly the holy the good realm of the spirit right in the fourth dimension if we will that controls this reality that is more real than what you see don't you understand that yet so when God tells you that you have a thing, listen, you have that thing. You just may not see it right now. And even if somebody else has that thing, I ain't talking about like, you know, sometimes people are like, oh, God told me that you my wife and you my husband. And it's like, mm, you know, I'm married, right? With like five kids and I'm really happy. I know. I just know it. I just know God said you my husband, you my wife. Uh, God did not tell you that, right? <laughs> You know, God did not tell you such a thing, right? But but let's say like with material things or like your status or whatever, you know what I'm saying? Many times the Lord will tell you something. And it's so far beyond what you currently have in the natural. Your mind wants to rebuke it, but don't rebuke it, right? Think about the Holy Ghost. When the Holy Ghost explained to Mary, right, about, you know, about the child, when it was explained to her about the child, right? Um, she wasn't like, that can't be me, Lord. How far be it from that? What did she say? You know, and I, I might be getting her words wrong, but basically like, may it be, may it be even as you say, something like that. May it, may it, may it be to your servant, even as you say, right? In other words, I'm in agreement with you. I know that's a very fantastic thing. I know it's, it's so far beyond and look at, and look at, uh, uh, Abraham, right? Abraham laughed and Sarah laughed, but Sarah got checked and Abraham didn't get checked, right? <laughs> right? Because the laughter came from a different place, right? Abraham believed. The, uh, how do you know that? Because the Bible said that it was credited unto him as righteousness. Abraham believed, right? He believed. So when he laughed, his laughter came from a place of belief. It came from a different place. It came from a place of agreement, wonderment exhilaration amazement excitement joy thrill right yeah yeah oh oh he's laughing right should i have you know he's laughing but it didn't come from a place of doubt like we'll see about that yeah oh okay you know like a place of rebuke a place of non-agreement see we have to agree with the lord when the lord says something on faith, we agree with what he says. By faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. See, we come into agreement with that. You don't have to understand, man, how it works. Do you understand how God spoke and created the universe? Sister, do you understand how God spoke and created the universe? No. Do you need to understand that? No. You just 
In the Navy, we called it the I believe button. Right? When I first started off in the Navy, I was starting off as I was going through nuclear engineering training. And they had all of these different uh, uh, long calculations and theories and all types of stuff we had to memorize. And, you know, many times as you're going through these uh, uh, these formulas, I remember one called a Rankine cycle. Oh, man. It was, uh, it was crazy. I actually enjoyed it. It was a really long process. But anyway... You engineering people, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> okay, ranking cycles. But anyway, sometimes as you're learning different theories, we would just get stuck and we'd be like, but how is this? How does that work? Just tell me how, right? And you get stuck on a simple thing. And then finally they would say, look, man, just press the I believe button. Just press it because you're not going to understand that. Just press the I believe button. This is the way it works. Okay? Yes. Now, once you accepted that, now you can move on and embrace the rest of the stuff. But stop getting hung up on this little simple stuff here. Here's an example from my own personal. Oh, well, that's an example from my life. But here's one more backstory. Y'all know I'm the man of a billion backstories. Okay, so when I was a young sailor, you know, like I said, I was going to training for nuclear engineering. I remember in like one of the schools, it's like the beginning schools. They kept drawing this thing called a valve. They're like, it's a valve. This is a valve. And they draw a particular symbol on it. And they had different types of valves. And I remember I would get stuck. It's like I couldn't move forward and really grasp the whole concept that they were explaining. Why? Because I allowed myself to get stuck. Well, we used to call it back and they stuck on stupid. I allowed myself to get stuck on stupid. I got stuck on something that was very simple. It didn't mean I was stupid because I didn't understand. That's not what it meant at all, right? But I allowed myself to get hyper-focused on this one tiny thing. And uh, I couldn't move forward. Literally, the entire time I went through school, went through school, did this, learned this, all that stuff. I didn't really grasp what the valve was until I got to the fleet when I got to my first submarine. And literally the first day I was there, you know, I, I expected a warm welcome on this submarine. The chief petty officer I had, I'm not gonna name his name, nah. <laughs> he put me to work as soon as I got there. I got there, I'm like, hey, I'm Petty Officer Dillard. Hey, so nice to meet you. You know what he says? Hey, I'm Chief so-and-so. The urinal in there is broken, go fix it. That was my welcome on my first submarine. <laughs> what the heck is this? Man, I don't even I, I don't even get a hello. The man didn't even smile at me. He just, yeah, this is who I am. Go fix that in there. Wow. Okay. And what was it that he told me to fix? It was the urinal, the men's urinal. So as I'm basically taking it apart, he comes in. Now I gotta say this, I didn't care for the man's attitude. But he taught me things that I still remember to this day. I had other leaders that I would consider, you know, more, much more likable and friendly. But you know what? Most of their lessons, I don't remember. <laughs> but this dude, I remember. And this is a trick. So if you're a man, right? If you go in the bathroom and the urinal just keeps flushing and flushing, what it is, there's a valve. There's a valve. There's that valve word. He taught me about this valve. He said, Dillard. There's a valve in there. And I'm like, oh, a valve? This, this is a valve? He's like, the valve is stuck. 
He says, so a lot of times, instead of you having to break it open, because I, I was in there with my tools, I was ready to go. He said, look, he just took his fist and he wham, he hit the top of the valve. And it stopped flushing. See, the valve was stuck in the open position. Now you hit it, bam, you rattled it. And now it's not stuck open anymore. Now it's in the position it's supposed to be. The valve is shut. Oh, so in that moment, then I finally understood after like two years, I thought this is a valve. Oh man, I can't believe I got hung up on something so simple that this is a valve. It's just a device that restricts flow one way or the other. That's all it is, right? But my point is this. Well, you can't allow yourself to get so hung up on something very simple when the Lord tells you that you have something, that he gave you something, that you're going to be somebody, so-and-so, somebody great. Hey, you're going to be an ambassador. Hey, you're going to be a politician. Hey, you're going to be this. Hey, you're going to be that. Hey, you're going to be a millionaire. Hey, you're going to be a billionaire. Whatever he tells you, right? Whatever he tells you. Of course, it doesn't line up with your reality. But that's okay because where you are right now is not where you're going to be, right? But who you are is who you are. So he called Abraham the father of many nations before Abraham even had a child. You, you see that? And we're coming to a close here, right? Abraham, he changed his name from Abram to Abraham, father of many nations, but here's a man that's almost 90, or he was 90, pushing 90. He didn't have any kids, not one. God said, you're the father of many nations. Woo! This is exciting stuff here. How could God say such a thing? Is God a liar? No, he's not. Why would God tell that old man? He was an old man, I'm just gonna say it. In this politically correct society, you know, you don't wanna say things like that, but hey, Abraham was an old man. In his 90s? Come on now, you ain't expect some 90-year-old man to have kids. Let alone, you know, you know, I'm not going to go into that, but he's 90 years old. Why would God say such a thing? Some people be like, God is a liar. People that don't know God would just flat out say he's lying. Woe unto them. But see, Abraham didn't do that. Abraham received what God told him. Why? Because he considered the one who told him that to be faithful. It's the truth. Just because Abraham didn't understand how he's going to do it, it didn't mean anything. God is God. He can do anything. Anything. So remember that. Abraham was called by God himself, the father of many nations, when he had no children. But God could clearly say that because God saw the time stream in its entirety. He saw it all. and He understood quite clearly. Yes, Abraham, this is exactly who you are. I know at this moment in your times and your on your time stream, your timeline, you don't see that at all. I see it. This is who you are. And that's it. Amen. So remember. And remember my analogy that the Holy Spirit used for me about my car, right? I didn't always own this car. Somebody else owned this car. This is a 2014 model. It's 2021, y'all. I bought this car. When I buy this car, I think I bought this car in 2018, right? So somebody had this car for about four years before I had it. It was somebody else's. 
But God could have said, that car is yours, Michael. That car right there, like he told me about that one particular type of vehicle, that is yours. What? That is yours. How could he say such a thing? Is God lying? No, he sees the time stream. Somebody owned this car before I had it, but guess what? I got it now, and I like my car. I enjoy this car. It's mine. It's paid off, y'all. <laughs> I love it. It's nice, you know? It's my car. Amen? It's mine. He told me, he showed me that particular place. That is my place. Mine. Now, in the natural right now, I don't have it, but he done already let me walk in it, showed me it, told me that is your place. As amazing as that sounds, that's yours. But I don't have it right now in the natural. But guess what? That doesn't mean anything. Because I don't have it right now. It doesn't mean it's not mine. Like I said, he took me in my mind all around, all around Hawaii. You lived here. Wasn't that your place? You lived there. Wasn't that your place? You lived there. Wasn't that your place? You live here now. Isn't that your place? Yup. And that is your place also. It's just at a different point in your timeline. But don't be like, it ain't mine. It is yours. If God told you it's yours, then it's yours. Amen. So that is Christian time travel. Do do do. There we go. So I hope this message helps you to really grasp it. In Father, I pray in the name of Jesus for my brothers and sisters, God, around the world that are listening to this message. God, I pray you forgive their sins. And Father, I, I ask God that you give them the spirit of understanding, God. Oh, when we understand a thing, God, we can do anything. Many times you've shown me where I have so much knowledge inside my head, so much knowledge, but not understanding. And then you gave me understanding and it's like all of a sudden you just connected all of the dots for me and I understood what it was and exactly how to do the thing and why I needed to do it and why it would work. It's like, wow, like you supercharged my brain. Amazing. Lord, I pray the same thing for my brothers and sisters. God, I pray you would give them understanding, God. Give them understanding, God. Help them to understand this thing in their life, this concept, God, which is the truth. So they can grasp the things that you have given to them and help them to understand that if they have this thing in the spirit, then they have it. Even though they may not see it, they have it right now, right now they have it. Just that simple. So, Father, I ask these things in the name of Jesus. I consider it done. Thank you. Amen. All right. Hey, I love you guys with the love of the Lord. Remember, remember, he said you got it. You got it now. You have it now. Okay? Um, and that's it for today's lesson. Always remember, right? Submit yourself unto the Lord. Then resist the devil and he will flee from you. Until next time, aloha and be blessed.